A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Been very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with me. I'm asking you to brush your hair. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 78. I am your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. The False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was actually born out of the old introduction video uh, that I had, which was a two and a half minute montage of videos and pictures of false teachers set to a really cool song uh, called No Compromise by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. Uh, which somebody came to me and they said, hey, you know, I don't know who all these people are. Some of them I thought were okay. Could you kind of break it down for us? Who is, why, why they are false teachers, what makes them a false teacher, and who they are. And so I started with Stephen Furtick because that's who she specifically asked about. And then I systematically went through that intro video and broke down all of the different false teachers that were in there, about 38, 39 of them. After I finished with that, I continued on with uh, people that a lot of you have requested me uh, to look at and talk about, um, and then just others that have been out there and so on. So continuing on, I changed the intro video, made it a little bit shorter. You don't have to endure a two-minute introduction. It's a little more versatile. I can take video clips in and out as I need to, as I want to, uh, and change it up. So... That's a little history on the podcast uh, that we're doing. I do this every Saturday. I try to do it in the morning. Don't always get it done. Uh, But here we are in the afternoon, almost 2 o'clock, and uh, we're going to get it done. So um, this week's false teacher, I just came across her. I'd never heard of this lady before until about, I don't know, maybe a month ago. I saw her on TikTok of all places again. TikTok is becoming this place where all kinds of false teachers are popping up all over the place. It's, you know, it's, it's quick. It's simple. Um, the best lies are really short, right? Um, not a whole lot of detail. The more detail in a lie, the more you have to remember, right? And so the, the shorter, the better people are popping up all over the place. Satanists, uh, uh, LGBTQ agenda folks, uh, just bad teaching all around. And this is one of them. Um, so basically what you've got with, uh, Catherine Crick is her name, uh, is your, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call her your typical prosperity preacher, but she falls into that category, um, with a little added, uh, not quite a Todd white, but, um, What's uh? Now I'm, I I just blanked on dude's name. 
I want to say Dan Larson, but that's not it. Dan Larson's a young life leader in Colorado. Bob Larson. Bob Larson, uh, exorcist, uh, deliverance ministry kind of stuff. That's what it, it, her, her thing has turned into is basically she's out on the street in the parks, in the public, um, and she is casting out demons out of everybody, demons of everything, you know, demons of, of bad credit and, and demons of, uh, you know, poor parking skills, whatever. This is what she's doing. And she's, and it's, and it's all over TikTok. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it is exciting. It is loud. It is chaotic. Um, so that, that draws in more and more people. So, I mean, that's really what it is. So a little background on her. She's not really famous enough to have a Wikipedia page. So I'm going to break down just what she's got on the 5fchurch.org um, leadership. Now, here's a couple of red flags you got you to gotta have for Catherine Crick uh, initially. One, she's a female. Bible doesn't allow for female pastors. Just doesn't. Um, again, this is this is stuff that I had to learn as I came out of the vineyard and, and Pentecostalism. I actually, uh, I don't know if it was the first, but I think I was the the, the pastor in the vineyard that actually licensed and uh, I didn't ordain her, but I licensed her and put her in place as the senior pastor of the. Arkansas Valley Vineyard, um, and I think it was the first female in the vineyard, maybe the second, third, somewhere in there, but it was very early on as the vineyard was allowing female pastors, and then I realized that this was a mistake and so on. I still love Tammy. Um, she's a fantastic uh, person, uh, loves Jesus. Um, we would probably disagree a lot more now theologically. Um, than we did in the past, but so there's your first, uh, red flag, um, female pastor. The other issue is there's no elders in this church. It is her and only her. Um, it is a, um, I wouldn't, I don't even know if I'd call it a Moses model, uh, leadership in the church. It's just her. She doesn't, as far as I can tell, according to her website, she has no advisors, anything like that. And that's when people go really off the rails. When there's no accountability, you get people like Sean McCraney, who just go wacko, you know, and, and start making up their own things and creating their own cults. And that's one thing I've, I've seen a lot of is uh, Catherine's church compared to a cult. So... I'll read a little bit of her bio. I like to give them the, the ability to have their own bio out there. So, Apostle Catherine. Oh, she's an apostle. This, here's the other thing. There's, there's, there's red flag number three. The office of apostle, if, if we're going to call it that, is gone. There were 12, 13 of them. 14, if, if you want to count them, because there were the original 12. Then Judas killed himself. They replaced him with uh, Matthias. And then the Apostle Paul uh, came later. So do the math. That's 14. None after that. Uh, the Apostles were those who were specifically called out by Jesus. Come, follow me. Right? So is there an apostolic gift 
uh, I believe that, that there, there's a gifting that I would call it a missionary kind of gift. Those who are sent out to preach the gospel, not necessarily an evangelist, but a missionary kind of thing. And that would be what I would call a, a, the, the gift of apostleship. But um, so the apostle Catherine was always hungering more for more of God. In 2013, she came to Los Angeles from her home of Andes, New York, to pursue acting. As soon as she arrived, the hunger of God increased. One day, this hunger led her to experience the power of God through the ministry of a prophet. Doesn't say what prophet. Opening her eyes to the fact that God does miracles today. Okay. Yeah, God does miracles today. And again, this is the only place where I really agree with Mark Driscoll. But there's a reason why they're called miracles and not Wednesday. They don't happen as frequently as they see as you would appear to see them happen in these hyper Pentecostal churches. So this encounter led her to fully surrender to God and she was changed forever, set on fire. Her heart burned for people to experience the power of God here in America. She would pray, quote, God, may all of your people receive true anointing and experience prophetic ministry like I have so they can be set on fire. Apostle Catherine was pursuing a career as a Christian singer-songwriter at the time. Nine months after encountering God's power, she attended a conference where God used a prophet to say, quote, I have called you to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. You are called to reach the nations, unquote. So again, this prophet called her to be an apostle. Jesus didn't call her to be an apostle. She's not an apostle. Upon hearing that word, she felt like Moses, <laughs> unqualified, unable to speak, and unable to picture herself ministry. But she had faith that God would equip her. She obeyed God's call and put her music career aside. With the leading of the Holy Spirit, she launched a ministry in Los Angeles, beginning with church services on a mountain in Mulholland Drive. God led her to launch Fivefold Church with the mandate of bringing revival to America through the Fivefold Ministries. Uh, Apostle Catherine is the lead pastor of the Fivefold Church. Where miracles happen, people are healed, delivered, and transformed as the prophetic anointing flows powerfully. Apostle Catherine is passionate about seeing people receive the power of God through the prophetic and apostolic ministry of Jesus, to see people set free, full of zeal, and transformed into mature vessels of God. Note, there's one thing missing out of all of this. One thing that is not mentioned or anything throughout this entire thing, and that's repentance. Okay? It's not through deliverance it's not through healing it's not through any of these things that people are saved it's not through anointing none of those things is what causes people to be saved it is repentance and faith in christ and you're not going out and activating people's faith you're not going out distributing the anointing any of this stuff none of it but it, i mean what you're getting is your typical i mean as you see in some of the pictures your typical pentecostal fair of you know being slain in the spirit people weeping people and i'm not saying that weeping or these things are are not something that can happen in a church service i mean we should be affected by the preaching of the gospel um, you know, I mean, I hear the gospel of Christ. I hear about the crucifixion of Christ. I get weepy sometimes. Um, I think we should get weepy all the time. I mean, this should be something that affects us completely. I mean, Carmen, uh, you know, you know, Carmen, the, the, the original Christian rapper. I don't know. But in one of his songs, he said something, um, 
I can't remember exactly, but the fact that the Christ crucifixion doesn't affect us emotionally, um, is an issue is a problem. And I, I, I kind of agree, you know, but there are a lot of things that should affect us emotionally that don't always, you know, the question that I was asked out of the abortion mill a couple of weeks ago, how do you keep from crying? Why aren't I crying more? You know, I do every other week. I do a podcast about people who are, are murdered because of their faith or martyred or imprisoned or any of these things because of their faith in Christ. And I don't always cry. I, I've caught myself doing it the last, I shouldn't say caught myself um, because I'm not trying to stop it. When it, the emotion comes, the emotion comes. But, um, you know, having a face to the name of the person, a lot of the stories are, are impersonal. This person, you don't know who they are. But the last couple of uh, episodes I've done, there's pictures of those specific people who were murdered for their faith. And it's, uh, affect affects me more. So, so again, but, but this is all, there's a, a lot of emotionalism and stuff like that, as you can see going on here. Um, and then of course, there's a lot of deliverance going on. Um, it, that seems to be what has become her niche, um, is deliverance. It's, it's the, the Bob Larson, you know, putting the Bible on their head, they're puking out demons and, you know, spitting up demons and all this stuff. I've gone through it. I've watched it. I've seen it. I have participated in it and I'm not at the point now where I'm buying any of it. Do demons exist? Absolutely. Um, can they be cast out when they, when needed? Absolutely. Does it happen on a daily basis in parks in LA with this lady? I don't think so. I think a lot of this is theatrics. A lot of this is, again, emotionalism and, and just bad teaching. Um, I've listened to videos. I've listened to a lot of her TikTok, um, stuff like that. I have not yet once heard her call anybody to repentance and faith in Christ. Here's a typical little bit of what she preaches when she's out there um, on the street. Maybe. Why do my what is the problem? In this revival, God is restoring the fivefold ministry to the body of Christ. He's restoring the Acts Church. When we read the book of Acts, all of the mighty miracles that are happening, we have to do what the Acts Church did to see the results of the Acts Church. So that's really what it is. We're just looking at the book of Acts because God's word is true. He doesn't change. His way of doing church does not change. His way of equipping his people does not change. His way of... So why are you pastoring? If, this, if his way of doing church doesn't change, there are no female pastors in, in, in the early church. We see no evidence of that. So if, if it doesn't change, why are you, you know, what was, what was the early church? What did they do? They went from house to house. They broke bread together. They, uh, they you know, learned from the apostles' teachings um, and so on. I mean, it doesn't say everywhere where demons were being cast out of people in the park. It doesn't say that people were being healed all the time. I mean, none of this, um, you know, even Jesus, when he went into his own hometown, didn't do a whole lot of miracles, didn't heal everybody that he touched. Right. And so, which is a, a video of a guy that I watched recently that I'll be talking about sometime in the near future. Um, 
But yeah, so if, if it never changes, why are you changing it? Releasing anointing does not change. It has never changed. And when we try to change, then we miss out on God. Then we're rejecting God when we go against his word. Even when we go against his word about how to do church, that doesn't seem like evil. But technically, we're going against God's word. So what we're doing is really returning to his word in the book of Acts. The five-fold ministry. We find apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We see them operating. We see them by name. Okay. And again... The five five full minute the apostles and so on they're gone they did what they were called here to do they provided us with the word and and now they've passed and now we do have pastors and evangelists and so on but again i mean if you're going to maintain on this attitude of of the church doesn't change or any of that then you shouldn't be pastoring you shouldn't be out there doing this and again, we don't see in everywhere throughout the New Testament that every church service or anything else. I mean, what did Paul tell us about church services? That a hymn should be sung if somebody had a word, you know, these things, the teachings and so on. Never anywhere did it talk about healing people. Never anywhere in Paul's uh, admonition does it talk about casting out demons. Again, are being slain in the spirit or in any of this stuff. So... Again, where, where are we at? So, again, that's Catherine Crick. Sorry, guys, I, I just got a little distracted. Um, sounds coming from outside. Um, and so, this is, again, your, your standard prosperity preacher, you know, no real talk about repentance or, or faith in Christ. It's all about what can we do, again, the, the Matthew 24 situation. Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? Did we not cast out demons? Did we not? And he, he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You know, again, your salvation, your following after Christ is not based off of how many demons you're, you're casting out, how many legs you are lengthening, any of that. It is, are you preaching the gospel of Christ? Are you calling people to repentance and faith in Christ? That's what the gospel is. That's what should be happening. And so again, there's the, there's the, um, my dog is barking at someone outside. Um, and I'm watching him in the camera. Sorry, a little distracted here this morning. So, um, this afternoon, there you go. Catherine Craig. Sorry guys. Uh, a little weird ending to, uh, the podcast, but, um, it's about calling people to repentance. It's about, ministering to people and and the ministry of reconciliation that Paul has given to us it's not all about healing and casting out demons or any of that that stuff it's about are you preaching the gospel at all times are you using words because they're necessary because that's where we go remember as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary until next time soli deo gloria <laughs>